There's very few things in life that you can be certain of. You have to stay hydrated. Meryl Streep is the greatest actress of all time. Kim Cattrall will never return as Samantha Jones in Sex in the City. Whole Foods is the greatest supermarket. Um, what else is like one of those things that's just entirely full of certainty? Oh, you have to wear your seatbelt. Going to the doctor is imperative. Getting a manicure at least once a month is also imperative. I went yesterday, which like literally was the greatest thing ever. I love getting a manicure. It's the one, like, unless a half hour, a lie, a lot in a month where I cannot look at my phone because both my hands are being, um, like properly cared for. Um, and then the last thing that is like entirely entirely set in stone like just one of those things that everyone in the world i'm sure right now is thinking that is definite um and most certain of all time is that simone biles is the goat the greatest of all time and she is in fact because she performed her uh, i think her strongest act on the beam um and took the bronze which is just after what the young lady went through uh, being so candid and open and honest about her need to pull back um and really take care of her it's one of the, it's that it's like that age-old expression you do you girl um it's basically that she she did her she she took the time to uh reassess what she thought was important for her at the freaking olympics the biggest stage in the world arguably bigger than the academy awards probably or the billboard music awards or anything grammys whatever um or maybe they're all equal i don't want to pit one award show or one uh performing event against one another because that's not what we do here i'm on the mistress of pop culture um and you know what she she overcame which is what nothing you can expect nothing less from Miss Biles so congratulations but more about that later good morning everybody happy Tuesday it is I Andrew Dimitri the mistress of pop culture um recording from you to you in bed because quite honestly this is where I've been working as of late um it's my office it's my most comfortable place it's my most sacred place ever and I feel so I'm most productive in bed um because I'm rested um I'm lying down so anytime where I get to lie down I feel good um even though I am going to the beach this week I'm traveling to go to a little beach trip, um, which is really nice for me um, because honestly, one uh, vacation um, about a week and a half ago is enough. I have to go on another. I always say this whenever I go on vacation, I always have to come back to LA and then I realize I have to go on another vacation, like to sort of relax from the post vacation partum. You know, is that a thing like post vacation partum where you get like super depressed and stressed and just uh, sad that you're not on a vacay anymore? I mean, I feel like that's the thing with me and it's always been like that since I was a kid you know I would travel to for example St. John with our very very close family friends and it's like the most beautiful places in the BVI British Virgin Islands um you fly to St. Thomas and you go to St. John and you go out there we'd stay at the Westin Hotel I don't know if it still exists that particular hotel but anyways we'd circle we'd just spritz and have good food and um vacay is the best and that's like when I when I retire in life, that's all I want to do is travel. Since I'm, I don't think I'm going to have children because I love children, but like, oh, no thanks. Too much work. Um, I'm just kidding. Well, not really. Uh, that's what I want to do is just travel, travel, travel. I have tra- serious travel loss right now. Also, given the fact that we're still in the midst of um, the pandemic. By the way, this isn't a story. I just read on CNN this morning that New York uh, restaurants, New York City restaurants are going to, it's going to be mandatory for folks to be vaccinated before you can enter a restaurant, which I think is great. Just like the Broadway League announced that you're going to have audiences as well as crew, uh, staff, and actors are going to have to be vaccinated, um, which I think is great. It's just, it's really putting putting an emphasis on the fact that we have to take this thing seriously um, because uh, Corona is still around, girl. Um, 
But it's just about that. That's neither here nor there. I have five great stories for you guys today. Obviously, the first starting off with Simone Biles. Um, and I think we're just going to get right into it because I don't have much else other to discuss other than the fact that last night I watched a couple episodes of The Prince on HBO Max once again because it's literally the greatest show. It's one of those shows right now that I'm really into. And any opportunity I get to, any opportunity to have Sophie Turner grace our screens, um, of course, from GOT and then their X Men films, which actually didn't, which weren't reviewed so well but i personally loved it and i'm one of those people where most shows that get bad reviews i like and the shows that everybody's raving about i like can't get into for some odd reason like i'm obsessed with the new gossip girl nobody likes it it's getting torn apart in the press i'm obsessed with the prince actually most people are obsessed with the prince except for the critics who are just like it's inappropriate to make a mockery of the royal family i mean that's what satire and comedy does like (laughs) Yes, that's a humor girl. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. What's here nor there is the fact that I'm Andrew Vitri and I'm here to do my job as the Mistress Pop Culture and report to you the story. So let's get into our first story of the day. It is from People Magazine. Simone Biles wins bronze, yes, in her only Tokyo Olympics individual event. Sunisa Lee takes fifth. Oh, incredible. Back and as amazing as ever. Simone Biles made her return to the Olympic competition on Tuesday after pulling out of her all, after pulling out of all of her previous individual events due to a case of what she called the, quote, twisties and ended up winning bronze in the women's beam final. Biles scored 14 for her routine. Biles' teammate, uh, Suni Lee, the Tokyo Games Women's Gymnastics Individual All-Around Champion, also competed coming in fifth place with a score of 13.866. I mean, incredible. That's still incredible. Um, do you see what these people do on a freaking beam? I, like, literally can't even walk on the street, let alone a balance beam. The gold medal went to... I don't want to butcher this name, but Guan Chen Chen of China with 14.633 and her teammate Tang uh, took the silver with her score of 14.233. Wow, these, these girls are scoring so closely. Their teammates Jordan Childs, Grace McCallum, and Michaela Skinner were all in the stands to cheer the women on. Quote, I'm pretty happy. I wasn't expecting to medal. I just came out here to try and do a good beam set, Biles said at a press conference after the beam final. I switched my dismount last minute because of everything going on, she said. I just have one more opportunity to compete at the Olympics means the... Sorry, just to have one more opportunity to compete at the Olympics means the world to me. I just was trying to go out and hit a good beam set and compete one more time at these Olympic Games because I qualified for all five finals, but then I pulled out, Biles shared. It sucked, but I was excited to be in the stands and cheering for all of Team US of A. Speaking um, about the importance of putting mental health as a priority, Biles also said, quote... To bring up the topic of mental health, I think it should be talked about a lot more, especially with athletes, because I know some of us are going through the same things, and we're all told to push through it, but we're all a little older now, and we can kind of speak for ourselves. At the end of the day, we're not just entertainment, we're human, and there are things going on behind the scenes that we're also trying to juggle with as well on top of sports. Okay, first of all, congratulations, Simone, and uh, Suni Lee on your incredible performances. Well done, Simone. The reason why Simone placed and won a medal is because she wasn't trying to. She was just going out there, like she said, to do a, to go out and have fun and do a good beam. And that's, you know, it's sort of that age-old adage of things come to you when you don't expect them to, which is really great. I mean, on top of Simone Biles being, like, an incredible talent. Uh, so that obviously makes sense. Um, but just, just so wonderful and incredible. And, um, you know, she's using her platform for good. I talked about this yesterday with regards to uh, Kathy Griffin talking about... Um, using her platform to be honest and candid about her, uh, her, her um, lung cancer uh, surgery or lung cancer that she's going through in her surgery. By the way, I've been reading a lot about what's going on with um, the views of Meghan McCain and Kathy Griffin. I'm not going to talk about that because I don't really want to put a negative light on 
Kathy Griffin, I want to send her positive healing right now. She's one of my favorite comedians, so I'm not going to, you know, put that in the world, but I've read it. So if you're asking and wondering, I've read it all. But anyways, back to Simone. Um, congratulations, girlfriend, and congratulations on Team US of A. You kick ass as you always do, but congratulations to all the athletes, China, Australia, US of A, uh, everywhere, everyone, just even Russia. If just to be the Olympics, it's just incredible. So, um, Yeah. I do wonder if she's going to compete again or if this is her last Olympics, or if she's going to retire and go on to live a fabulous life and be a, you know, a list celeb, Simone. But either or, she deserves it. <sighs> Love Simone Biles. Okay, this was a story, second story of the day. This is from page six. Oh, also, um, adding to literally what we just talked about, um, I forgot to pick this story. Simone Biles' boyfriend, Jonathan Owen, celebrates her Olympic bronze win. You know what? It just, it's so wonderful. I mean, she has it all. She has the talent. She has the grace uh, the medals, obviously, but she has um, a support system, which is the most important when you're somebody who is carrying literally an entire country on your back, as well as your teammates, to have someone in your corner who advocates for you and supports you. It's like, it's just a bee sneeze. But anyways, let's read the story. Um, Simone, once again, this is from page six. Simone Biles' boyfriend, Jonathan Owen, celebrates her Olympic bronze win. Simone Biles' biggest cheerleader may be her boyfriend, Jonathan Owens. Owens, 26, took to social media to congratulate Biles, 24, after she took home the bronze mo- model. It's metal, but there's a typo. Page six, there's a typo. In the Olympic women's balance beam final event Tuesday, her triumphant win became her second consecutive bronze medal in the event and her seventh Olympic medal overall. Amazing. Quote, words can't explain how proud I am of you right now, exclamation point, exclamation point. Um, Owens wrote alongside a photo of a smiling Biles at the 2020 Olympics on his Instagram story. He added the heart and clapping hands emoji. He also reshared an infographic highlighting the gymnast's achievements, including 25 world championship medals, 19 of them gold, and having four gymnastics skills named after her. The gymnastics goat previously sat out of the team final and missed five events during the Tokyo Games, focused on her mental health like a brave queen. Owen said he would, quote, always be there for Biles amid her struggles, affirming on social media, quote, I'm a ride with you through whatever, baby. Your strength and courage is unmatched, and you inspire me more and more every day, SB. The Houston Texans safely expressed how proud he was of her when he decided to step back from the events. Um, yeah, I mean, just like I said, literally, having someone like that in your corner is what's most important. It doesn't matter how many medals you have or how many, how many times you compete, just to have a good support unit, people in your corner who are really, really there, um, making sure you are okay versus just pushing you out on a stage just to perform and, you know, get any type of accolade. Um, it's the sign of a good person, so fabulous. I wonder how long they've been dating, though. I'm sure the article just said, but like, I don't even care. Okay, third story of the day. Um, this is actually a little bit of an update and continuation on what we talked about yesterday with regards to Matt Damon making that idiotic statement, which in retrospect, I was thinking a lot about. And I think it was really bad that he made the statement. And after reading numerous other articles, I've come to the conclusion um, via my calculations that Matt Damon is um, very out of touch and really like needs to like just sit down um, and shut his mouth. Because quite honestly... Literally putting out in the world that you use a homophobic slur when you know it's a homophobic slur, contrary to what he said. Um, I don't believe the fact that he said it was used in different connotation when I was a kid. But the fact that he's like an old man, um, yes, shade, an old man and using this type of verbiage means he's like literally a dumbass. So I hope his career like literally flounders. Um, but that's just me. But anyways, Matt Damon clarifies his, uh, quote, never called anyone the F slur. <laughs> Matt Damon has issued a follow-up to his admission that he, quote, retired the F-slur recently, elaborating that he's never used the word against anyone that he, quote, does not use any kind, does not use slurs of any kind. Okay, this is what he said. Quote, during a recent interview, I recall the discussion I had with my daughter where I attempted to contextualize 
for the progress, contextualize for her the progress that has been made, though by no means completed since I was growing up in Boston and as a child heard the F, he keeps using the F word, used on the street before I knew what it even referred to, Damon said in a statement to the Hollywood Reporter. Um, quote, I explained that the word was used constantly and casually and was even a line of dialogue in a movie of mine as recently as 2003. Okay, um, first of all, 2003 was not recent, um, so this is why I literally think he needs to go get an education and sit down. Um, she in turn expressed, uh, that there could never be there, that there could never have been a time where the word was used quote unthinkingly he continued to my admiration and pride she was extremely articulate about the extent to which that word would have been painful to someone in the lgbtq plus community regardless of how culturally normalized it was it was never culturally normalized because even when i was in grade school in like the 90s when people used it teachers would con- like condemn them he is such a dummy. Um, I not only agree with her, but I am thrilled at her passion, values, and desire for social justice. Damon's statement wound down, quote, I have never called anyone a, what the word, in my personal life, and this conversation with my daughter was not a personal awakening. I do not use slurs of any kind. I have learned that eradicating prejudice requires active movement toward justice rather than finding passive comfort in imagining myself, quote, one of the good guys. And given that open hostility against the LGBTQ plus community is still not uncommon, <clears throat> Excuse me. I understand why my statement led some to assume the roost, to be led many to assume the worst. Uh, let me be as clear as I can be. I stand with the LGBTQ plus community. The movie in question was quote stuck in you, which was in which Damon and Greg Kinnear play conjoint twins. Um, he has three daughters: Isabella, fifteen; Gia, twelve; and Stella, ten. With wife Luciana Barrasso, and is also stepfather to Barrasso's twenty-two-year-old daughter from a previous marriage. I just think, like, it's very out of touch and ill-timed. Not ill-timed, it's never a good time to, like, openly admit that you used a homophobic slur as common dialogue in your day-to-day language because I don't know anybody that's done that. And even though it is a word that, um, like, even, like, most, I'd say 98% of gays don't use. I've heard it used at the bars, like, through gays. Like I said this yesterday in West Hollywood, like, when I'm at the bars, um, I've heard gays be like, because, you know, a common expression is like addressing one another. It's like, hey girl, hey girl. Like I do it all the time. But sometimes, you know, when a gay is drunk, I'll hear them be like, hey, beep. And it's like, oh, whoa, that's like scary. But like, please don't use that word. But like, anyways, I guess Matt Damon thinks it's okay to use because he grew up in Boston. But that's funny because I also grew up in Boston and I am in fact an openly gay man and I don't use that word. So there's really no validity to his statement there. And I highly suggest that he sit down and probably retire and probably give all his money to like everybody else because he doesn't deserve it. He doesn't deserve to be living on that mountain of cash. I also did watch an interview with him very recently where he said James Cameron offered him the role of Sam, I think, in Avatar, which was obviously... Uh, played by that other guy who was really really good jake sully i don't remember what his name was oh sam wentmore sam withmore i don't know the guy who played opposite zoe saldana anyways and he offered it he offered him i guess like 10 percent of the gross earnings of the film which we as we all know went on to make billions so matt damon would have just been like sitting on a pile of cash sitting in his home using the f word so i'm really glad that he didn't get that part and i'm really glad that um james cameron pick somebody else who probably doesn't use that type of vernacular and i'm really angry at uh, matt damon and i probably think the only solution to this is for him to um disappear so that's not that okay this brings us to our fourth story of the day speaking of matt damon the other half of him basically but the better half ben and jen <laughs> serious jewelry shopping in capri no ring yet this is from tmc okay as we all have seen or at least i have seen i'm sure many of us too because many of us are like watching this couple like hawks because they're the it couple of the moment and hopefully forever 
And in general, living their best life on yachts and Italy, shopping, going to restaurants, being paparazzi, just being the cutest couple ever. He looks really happy. He looks like a little puppy. You know what he looks like? Um, he looks like a little like a like a little boy, like puppy love. Like he just looks like he's so smitten by this literal queen that he's dating, which makes me really happy to see. Because he did not look like this with Anna de Armas. No shade to her, but like obviously it just goes to show that Jen is probably clearly his like true love. <laughs> but anyways, Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez popped into a jewelry store during their romantic European getaway, trying on some serious pieces. But there's no ring in play yet. The shooting, the shop, excuse me, the shopping trip went down last week in. Farone Menele jewelry store in Capri, and a store spokesperson tells us that JLo tried on a number of expensive pieces, including necklaces and earrings. We're told JLo tried on a $41,000 green tourmaline necklace, plus a series of colored hoop earrings ranging from $1,800 to $2,800. Hey, stars are just like us. Um, one thing we're told is that the couple did not check out, however, was a ring. The spokesperson tells us that Be- the spokesperson tells us, us as in TMZ, Ben and Jen took a look took a look at a series of photos together inside the jewelry store where they were flirty and having fun. And J Lo also took a few selfies with the jewelry she tried on before leaving with her entourage. The couple didn't officially purchase anything, but the rep says most celebs call in later to have the items shipped back home. TMZ broke the story. Benefer 2.0 walked hand in hand through a quaint through the quaint alleyways of Capri shopping and taking a ton of pics. She's also wearing a bed necklace, which is really cute. As we reported, Jen was spotted in Portofino, Italy over the weekend after Affleck left wearing a necklace with Ben's name on it. And there was also a diamond hanging from the chain. Um, I, I'm really happy. I like I, this, is, this is a couple that I'm not getting annoyed with in any way. It, it makes me really happy to see he's happy, she's happy, and that they're, this couple is, it's like a blast from the past, you know? Um, GT, GT, good times, good times. And I really am jealous of this trip and it looks so fabulous. I think a few, quite a few people I know are in Italy right now. I ain't going overseas until everybody's vaccinated, but that's just me. But I am going, like, domestically. I do really want to go to Switzerland, though, because I'm a big skier and I really want to go skiing in the Alps, which I love. I know that's a, like, uh, what do you call it? A flex, but I'm not, I'm not shy about that. Um, I do love skiing. And I'm really looking forward to the winter season, even though with global warming happening. Um, well, we're probably not going to be able to ski for much longer, but that's okay. Okay, and this brings us to for the final story, which is literally like, I screamed when I saw this yesterday. Obviously, as we all know, and just like that is in production right now, the Sex and the City continuation. Um, but Sarah Jessica Parker and Chris Noth reunite to film and just like that. Okay, I screamed when I saw these pics, not only because it's a crazy seeing Sarah Jessica and Chris Noth carry and big together on the streets again, which is like just the creme de la creme. Um, but also SJP was wearing the most iconic outfit ever. It was a black top, a polka dot dress, fabulous heels. And if you guys remember in the first Sex and the City movie when she marries Big, she wears a bird on her head. It was, I put a bird on my head. He couldn't get out of the car. I put a bird on my head. That 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 line moment lives around for me in my head. Uh, when they're, the girls are in Mexico for Carrie's honeymoon, well, that went awry, and she's talking about um, how she put the bird on her head. Anyway, she wore this fabulous, like, fascinator headpiece with a peach bird on her head, which is making, which is like definitely giving me the vibe that something's going to go down in the show, which is really exciting. But anyways, let's read the article, shall we? Um, now, let's get carried away. Dressed in character as Carrie Bradshaw and Mr. Big, Sarah Jessica Parker and Chris Noth were spotted rehearsing lines for And Just Like That in New York City Monday morning. <laughs> Despite being clad in luxurious ensembles, typical of Sex and the City, Parker 56 and Noth 66 didn't look too thrilled with each other as they ran through the scene, perhaps because page six broke the news that, spoiler alert, their beloved characters are getting divorced in the HBO Max revival. Notably, North did not appear to be wearing a wedding band while suited up as Mr. Big. 
In the leaked script for the forthcoming series, Carrie reveals while dining with BFF Stan for Blatch, played by Willie Garson, Miranda, Cynthia Nixon, Charlotte, Golden, York, Golden Platt, Kristen Davis, of course, that she isn't in a good place. Quote, I was taping the podcast. I was washing my hair. Yes, I wasn't eating or sleeping, but at least I felt good about my marriage. Now I'm just one of those wives he was taking care of, she says. Um, fans will recall that Carrie and Mr. Big finally tied the knot at the end of the first Sex in the City movie after he jolted her at the altar. The couple then struggled in the marriage in the sequel, which Carrie, um, which saw Carrie having a romantic liaison with ex-fiancee Aiden Shaw, played by, of course, the iconic John Corbett. When she confessed all to Mr. Big, he presented her with a massive black diamond ring to reconfirm their uh, commitment. You know, that's so funny because in the paparazzi shots, since they started coming out, the first thing I was looking for was that black diamond ring that Big gave her. And I hadn't seen any, so I was like, oh gosh. I mean, there was rumor, conjecture, of course, that um, Big passed away, uh, I guess, which was what was going to be the original storyline for the third film, but the third film never happened, so then they turned it into a series. But I think this is even more interesting. But I just, I don't understand who would be dumb enough. But here's the thing, like, SJP yesterday was walking around New York City holding her sides, and you could literally see the damn dialogue. And I'm sure any, any like, genius with a lens, any photographer with, like, a really good camera, and, like, what do you call it, a big long lens could pick up the dialogue. And they know that they're being photographed like crazy. So if leaks happen, then I guess it's on them. But hey, it's good for the audience and it's good for the viewer and the fans, aka me. But I'm really excited because all the looks have been just chef's gifts. Okay, everybody. That is our Tuesday episode. Thank you so much once again for tuning in. I am Andrew Dimitri, the Mistress of Pop Culture. You can stream my podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, CastBox Radio, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Podcast App on the iPhone, basically anywhere podcast stream. I thank you all once again for tuning in, streaming in, listening, supporting my podcast. I love doing this. It's so much fun. Um, have a fabulous Tuesday. Uh, stay healthy. Stay well. Wear your masks if you're required to wear masks. And get vaccinated and stay safe. We want to we wanna live in a safe society. Um, all right, everybody, have a great one, and I'll chat with you guys tomorrow. Hopefully there's some good stories, because, like, well, we're two for two. Okay, bye.